गिरि गोवर्धन जय गिरि गोवर्धन जयो निताय दयाल जयो निमाय सुंदर जयो सुंदर निमाय जयो निताय दयाल जयो निताय दयाल जयो निमाय सुंदर जयो सुंदर निमाय जयो निताय दयाल जयो निताय दयाल जयो निमाय सुंदर जयो सुंदर निमाय जयो निताय दयाल जयो निताय दयाल जयो निमाय सुंदर जयो सुंदर निमाय जयो निताय दयाल जय गौरनिताय जय गौरनिताय जय गौरनिताय जय गौरनिताय जय गौरनिताय गौरनिताय जय गौरनिताय जय गौरनिताय जय गौरनिताय जय जय तथो जय उधीरिए 
ಶ್ರೀನ್ವತಂ ಸ್ವಾಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪುಣ್ಯಸವಣಕೀರ್ತನ ಹೃದಂತಸ್ಥಿ ಅಭದ್ರಾ ವಿದುನ್ನೋತಿ ಸುಹುತ್ಸತ ನಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯು ಅಭದ್ರೇಶು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವೆಯ ಭಗವತಿ ಉತ್ತಮ ಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಟಿಕಿ ಬೈ ರೆಗ್ಯುಲರ್ ಅಟೆಂಡೆನ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸಸ್ ಆನ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬೈ ರೆಂಡ್ರಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಟು ದ ಪ್ಯೂರ್ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಆಲ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಟ್ರಬಲ್ಸಮ್ ಟು ದ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಲ್ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ಲಿ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಾಯ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಲವಿಂಗ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಆನ್ ಟು ದ ಪರ್ಸ್ನಾಲಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಇಟ್ ಹೂಸ್ ಪ್ರೈಸ್ ವಿತ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ನೆಟಲ್ ಸಾಂಗ್ಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಎಸ್ಟಾಬ್ಲಿಷ್ ಆಸ್ ಎನ್ ಇರ್ರಿವೋಕಬಲ್ ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ಸೊ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಟೇಕಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಸೆವೆನ್ ದ ಸೈನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ the supreme lord canto chapter 1 the supreme lord is equal to everyone and text number 11 so we start with the word to word meaning by shila prabhupad ki jai and then take the verse kalam time charantam moving srijati creates isha the supreme personality of godhead ashrayam shelter pradhana for the material energy pumbyam and the living entity naradeva o ruler of men satya true krit creator ಕಾಂ ಚರಂತ ಸೃಜತೀಶ ಆಶ್ರಯ ಕಾಂ ಚರಂತ ಸೃಜತೀಶ ಆಶ್ರಯ ಚರಂತ ಸೃಜತೀಶ ಆಶ್ರಯ ಕಾಂ ಚರಂತ ಸೃಜತೀಶ ಆಶ್ರಯ ಪ್ರಧಾನ ಪುಭ್ಯಾಂ ನರದೇವ ಸತ್ಯಕೃತ್ ಪುಣ್ಯಂ ನರದೇವ ಸತ್ಯಕೃತ್ ಪ್ರಧಾನ ಪುಣ್ಯಂ ನರದೇವ ಸತ್ಯಕೃತ್ ಪ್ರಧಾನ ಪುಣ್ಯಂ ನರದೇವ ಸತ್ಯಕೃತ್ ನರದೇವ ಸತ್ಯಕೃತ್ ಕಾಂ ಚರಂತ ಸೃಜತೀಶ ಆಶ್ರಯ ಪ್ರಧಾನ ಪುಣ್ಯಂ ನರದೇವ ಸತ್ಯಕೃತ್ ಪ್ರಧಾನಪುಣ್ಯಾಶ್ರಯಂಚರಂತೃಜತೀಶ್ರಯಂಚರಂತೃಜತೀಶ್ರಯಂಪುಣ್ಯಾಶ್ರಯ
కాలం చరంతం సృజతీష ఆశయం ప్రధాన పుమ్యాం నరదేవ సత్యకాలం చరంతం సృజతీష ఆశయం ప్రధాన పుమ్యాం నరదేవ సత్యం చరంతం సృజతీష ఆశయం ప్రధాన పుమ్యాం నరదేవ సత్యరంతం సృజతీష ఆశయం ప్రధాన పుమ్యాం నరదేవ సత్యం థ్యాంక్ యూ it's inspiration prabhu lovely uh, all three of you doing very well thank you translation by the divine grace shila prabhupad ki jay oh great king the supreme personality of godhead the controller of the material and spiritual energies who is certainly the creator of the entire cosmos create the time factor to allow the material energy and the living entity to act within the limits of time thus the supreme personality is never under the time factor nor under the material energy purport by shila propad ki jai one should not think that the lord is dependent on the time factor he actually creates the situation by which material nature acts and by which the conditioned soul is placed under material nature both the conditioned soul and the material nature act within the time factor but the lord is not subject to the actions and reactions of time for time has been created by him to be more clear shila vishnu chakravarti thakur says that creation maintenance and annihilation are all under the supreme will of the lord in bhagavad gita 4.7 the lord says yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata abhyuddhanam adharmasya tadatmanam srijamyaham whenever and wherever there is a decline in religious practice or descendant of bharata and a predominant rise of irreligion at that time i descend myself since krishna the supreme person of godhead is the controller of everything when he appears he is not within the limitations of material time janma karma chame divyam bhagavad gita 4.9 in this verse the words kalam charantam sujatisha ashram indicate that although the lord acts within time whether satvaguna rajoguna or tamoguna is prominent one should not think that the lord is under time's control time is within his control and he creates time to act in a certain way he is not working under the control of time the creation of the material world is one of the lord's pastimes everything is fully under his control since creation takes place when rajoguna is prominent the lord creates a necessary time to give facilities for rajoguna 
Similarly, he also creates the necessary times for maintenance and annihilation. Thus, this verse establishes that the Lord is not under the limitations of time. As stated in Brahma Samhita, Ishvara Parama Krishna, Krishna is a supreme controller, Satchitananda Vigraha, he possesses a blissful spiritual body. Anadihi is not subordinate to anything. As the Lord confirms in Bhagavad Gita 7.7, Matta Paratram Na Anyat Kinchidastidhananjaya, O conqueror of wealth, there is no truth superior to me. Nothing can be above Krishna, for he is the controller and creator of everything. The Mayavadi philosophers say that this world is mithya, false, and that one should therefore not bother about this mithya creation, Brahma Satyam Jagant Mithya. But this is not correct. Here it is said, Satyakrit, whatever is created by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Satyam Param, cannot be called mithya. The cause of creation is Satya, true. So how can the effect of the cause be mithya? The very word Satyakrit is used to establish that everything is created by the Lord is factual, never false. The creation may be temporary, but it is not false. Om Jnanatimirandasya Jnananjana Salakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Yena Tasmai Sri Guravenamaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kada Mahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Yuta Padakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajeevam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamscha Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangam Langayate Girem Yet Kripatamaham Vande Paramananda Madhavam The Supreme Personality of Godhead has a form of Satchitananda Vigraha, Transcendental Bliss, Knowledge and Eternity. I offer my respectful obeisances unto Him, who turned the dumb into eloquent speakers and enables the lame to cross mountains. Such is the mercy of the Lord. Hey Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namosute Taptakanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindhavaneshwari Rushabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpataro Bhischa Krupa Sindhu Bhyayevacha Patitanam Pavane Bhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shiva Sadigaura Bhaktarinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Translation again O Great King So who is calling who is addressing this O Great King Sukadeva Goswami is addressing King Parikshit Maharaj. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, the controller of the material and spiritual energies, who is certainly the creator of the entire cosmos, 
creates the time factor to allow the material energy and the living entity to act within the limits of time. Thus, the Supreme Personality is never under the time factor nor under the material energy. So the chapter itself is titled as the uh, Supreme Lord is equal to everyone. So this was the question asked by King Parikshit Maharaj. How is that if the Lord is equal to everyone as a Supreme Father, that he is killing uh, the demons and then supporting uh, the Devatas? And in, so therefore, it's an obvious question coming from Parikshit Maharaj. He knew the answer, but still uh, he wants to hear the answer uh, from uh, his spiritual master so that he can, he can it nourishes or he can, it, he can hear the sweet pastimes of the uh, Lord. So therefore, how do we understand this? The Lord claims to be impartial but equally the Lord appears to be killing demons and protecting devatas. So shall we say that the Lord uh, is partial? Can we say that the Lord is partial? Yeah. When we look at the Bhagavad Gita verse, it appears to be yes and no. So therefore, we can say that the Lord is transcendental to the material modes or material considerations. And hence, we say that Lord is uh, reciprocal. So we'll see uh, in that verse. So the, the verse is that, Samoham sarvabhuteshu name dvesho stinapriyaha e bhajanti tu maam bhaktya maiteteshu chapi aham. So there, uh, Prabhupada, uh, says the, the translation, I envy no one, nor am I partial to anyone. I envy no one, nor am I partial to anyone. I am equal to all. I am equal to all. But, however, but whoever renders service onto me in devotion is a friend, is in me, and I am also a friend to him. So Prabhupada in his uh, purport, uh, he said that one may question here that if Krishna is equal to everyone and no one is his special friend, then why does he take special interest in the devotees who are always engaged in his transcendental service? But this is not discrimination. It is natural. So the Lord claimed that every living entity in whatever form is his son, and as such, he provides everyone with a generous supply of the necessities of life. He is just like a cloud which pours rain all over, regardless whether it falls on rock or land or water. But for his devotees, he gives specific attention. Such devotees are mentioned here. So he gives specific uh, he gives specific attention, such devotees are mentioned here. They're always in Krishna consciousness and therefore they're always transcendently situated in Krishna. The very phrase Krishna consciousness suggests that those who are in such consciousness are living transcendentalists situated in him. 
the Lord says here distinctly, Maite in me, naturally as a result, the Lord is also in them, this is reciprocal. So someone who is a devotee, he is always thinking of the Lord, or he is, he is a friend, is in me, and I'm also a friend to him. So we have other verse which is, Ye atamam prapadhyante, as the person behaves or wants, the Lord equally reciprocates. So we say that if we take one step, that the Lord takes seven steps. So therefore, if we offer love to the Lord, then equally Lord offers uh, the same love, reciprocates. He want, we want to develop that intimacy with the Lord. We want to see our relationship with the Lord. And in that relationship, we want to grow. Uh, then Lord equally reciprocates. But then when a person is envious, as in the Samoham Sarva Bhutish, I envy no one nor am I partial to anyone. But if someone is showing, displaying envy towards the Lord, then how does the Lord reciprocate towards that person? He reciprocates by purifying them. So that purification, one may think, well, he is being partial to the devotees and then uh, devatas and uh, he is not favoring the demons. Maybe we can take a simple example uh, to drive this point. You take a mother. Mother has uh, two babies, or two kids. And one kid is wearing good, clean clothes. Nicely dressed, clean cloth. And the other baby or the kid uh, has, was given a good dress, but then the dress becomes spoiled. Then what does the mother do? Mother changes the dress of the child. So when you say that the mother is changing the dress of the child, one cannot say that the mother is favoring this child at the expense of the other child because the other child is already on a clean dress and therefore that dress need not be changed whereas this dress requires a change. So similarly, when someone is envious, then the Lord reciprocates with that person uh, by trying to purify. And in the process, we, we think, or it appears to be, that the Lord is partial to uh, the devatas, whereas is fa or favoring to the devatas and is against or inimical uh, to the demons. But if you go through the uh, pastimes of the Lord, that is not the case, because we find that there are, uh, there are demons whom he has favored. And um, so if you take the example of, uh, classical example of Rutrasura, apparently Indra got the kingdom, but whom did Lord favor actually? In the ultimate analysis, it was Rutrasura, because Rutrasura returned back home, back to Godhead, whereas uh, Indra got once again uh, his kingdom, but that kingdom or Indra is once again subjected to uh, repeated um, birth and death. And it is this faith 
that uh, Sukadeva Goswami is trying to instill in this section of Srimad Bhagavatam. We know that the material creation is, uh, it constitutes the three modes of material, uh, three modes. And these three modes impulse a person to uh, act or they are being controlled. The jiva is controlled by the three modes. So therefore, prakriti kriya manani gune karmani sarvashaha ahankara vimurhata kartaham iti manyate. The bewildered soul, under the influence of the three modes of material nature, thinks himself to be the doer of activities which is actually carried out by my nature. And then Krishna says, Maya Dekshena Prakriti Suyete Chacharacharam Hetunena Kaunteya Jagat Viparivartate. This material nature is working under my direction. O son of Kunti, and it is producing all moving and non-moving beings. By its rule, this manifestation is created and annihilated again and again. And Krishna says in Gita that I am the time. And here in this verse, uh, Sukhdeva Goswami is saying that time is under his control. It is not that he, Lord, is under the uh, control of the time. And if you look at the time, typically, it is the force, it is the energy of the Lord. And at the time of creation, Mahavishnu glances at the material nature, which is Pradhan. And in that Pradhan, in that glance, what does Mahavishnu do? He injects the time factor. The time, then the, the soul and his swabhav, or the kala shakti, the uh, jiva shakti, and the swabhav, the three uh, energies are entered into the pradhan, which is in a neutral state, and that gets churned, and then we find the transformation or the material cosmos comes into existence. Or the elements of the uh, material cosmos comes into existence and the, the golden eggs are coming from the pores of Mahavishnu. It enters into this chamber and the elements wrap up that golden egg. And this is how we find the uh, cosmos. And as such, if you look at If someone, we identify the time, how? By looking at a clock, we say that, well, this is the time. But as such, time is the energy of the Lord. Neither you can smell, nor you can taste, nor you can uh, touch. Nothing can be done. But it's a force. And that force controls everyone. And what is the impact of time on a soul or on a jiva? Ayur harati vaipum sam udyan astam chayan asau tasyate yatkshananita uttama sloka vartaye. Both by rising and by setting, the sun decreases the duration of life of everyone, except one who utilizes the time by discussing the topics of the all-good personality of Godhead. 
So therefore, it is the power of time that brings up the change in the uh, material world. It's not that the, not only the Lord is not affected by the time, but equally the eternal spirit soul is also not affected by time. So we find that in the initial series of verses in Bhagavad Gita, Natvam evam jato nasam, natvam neme janadipa, nachaiva na bhavishyamaha, sarve vayam ataparam. Never was there a time when I did not exist, nor you, nor all these kings, nor in the future shall any one of us cease to be. Then na jayate mrite va kadachin, nayam bhutva bhavitava na bhuyaha, ajo nitya shashvato yam purano, na hanyate hanyamane sarire. For the soul, there is never birth nor death, nor having once been, does he ever cease to be, he is unborn, eternal, ever-existing, undying, and primeval. He is not slain when the body is slain. So what does it mean that the impact of the time or the influence of the time on a jiva is in terms of the janma mrutyu jaravyadi? When we are in this world, we are, exp we are impacted by the time in terms of we come into existence at a particular time and then we leave. And in between, we are exposed to the jara and the uh, old age. Jara is old age, vyadhi is a disease. This is what we subject to. But the Lord is beyond space and time. Not only Lord is beyond space and time, as in these set of verses in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is speaking, but even the spirit soul is beyond space and time. Even the soul is not impacted or is not influenced by the time, provided that the jiva takes a turn towards Krishna. If someone is involved only in material activities, then all those material activities is taking away, or the time clock is ticking away for the individual. But for someone who is on a spiritual platform, the person is not impacted by the time. And Chanaka Pandit says, which Srila Prabhupada always quotes, that even if a second is lost, that cannot be retrieved. No matter how many, how much money you give, you cannot retrieve back that second. And therefore, every second needs to be utilized properly in Krishna consciousness. And that's how, that was a great time yesterday uh, when everyone was involved in transcendental activity. Apparently to an outsider, it looks like that these people are equally doing some chanting, some dancing, and equally eating, partying, but actually these activities are on a transcendental plane or on a spiritual platform, and therefore those, that time spent yesterday in the spiritual activity is not a time which is having negative influence on the spirit soul. That is the, to the eternal credit of the uh, jivas who have participated in these activities. And that's what we find the theme continues to be, that so long we are involved in Krishna consciousness, actually we should be involved in Krishna consciousness every second, then the, the time has no influence on such a person because such a person is moving towards 
is eternal goal. Whereas someone who is not involved in spiritual activities, the person is moving through the same samsara chakra, birth, death, old age and uh, death and, and disease. And this we can see that Krishna, if someone say that Krishna is also under the influence of time, in the battlefield of Kurukshetra, we find that Krishna, Prabhupada says that was over 100 years. But when you look at him, he appeared to be like a 16 years old, uh, or 16 years young, youthful, bubbling uh, boy. If he was truly influenced by the time, then he should have had that long beard, white, uh, gray hair, like me. But that's not the case with the Lord, because he's not influenced by the time. And we also find the pastime of uh, Mother Yashoda asking Lord Baby Krishna to open his mouth. And when Krishna opens his mouth, what does she see? She sees actually the entire universe, or sometimes we say here that universes are visible in the mouth of Lord Krishna. So that itself is an indication that Lord is beyond uh, space and time. But in this verse we find, going back to the uh, verse, one should not think the Lord is dependent on the time factor. He actually creates the situation. He actually creates the situation by which material nature acts. And he creates a situation by which material nature acts and by which the conditioned soul is placed under the material nature. So therefore we can see that the Lord now the time is considered to be the Lord's movement in this world. Time is considered to be the Lord's movement in this material world. And this we can see in uh, Bhagavatam Canto 10, verse number, uh, chapter number 3, uh, text 26. It says, O inaugurator of the material energy, this wonderful creation works under the control of powerful time, which is divided into seconds, minutes, hours, and years. This element of time, which extends for millions of years, is but another form of Lord Vishnu. But I am time. For your pastimes, you act as a controller of time, but you are the reservoir of all fortune. Let me offer my full surrender onto your uh, lordship. So therefore, Prabhupada in his purport say that although we see the cosmic manifestation as gigantic and wonderful, it is within the limitations of Kala and the time factor is also controlled by the Supreme Personality of Godhead as confirmed Bhagavad Gita, Maya Dekshena Prakuti Suyacheta Characharam. So therefore, this is under the control of uh, the Supreme Lord. But then here, Prabhupada makes an interesting statement. He creates the situation by which material nature acts 
and by which the conditioned soul is placed under material nature. What does this mean? And then Prabhupada continues, to be clear more, Srila Vikshnachakura Thakur says that creation, maintenance and annihilation are all under the supreme will of the Lord. And suddenly Prabhupada quotes the verse 4.7, Yada Yada Glanir Bhavati Bharata So how do we connect this? Because earlier it says that uh, he creates the time factor. We know that the time is eternal. These are the five subject matters Prila Prabhupada introduces in uh, Bhagavad Gita, in the very introduction of Bhagavad Gita, that the Jiva, the Ishvara, the Kala, the Karma, and Prakriti, there are five aspects, and in that except Karma, the other four are eternal. And then here uh, the translation says that it creates the time factor. So what it's uh, trying to tell us uh, is that Lord creates a framework or he provides a timetable and within the timetable everything works. For example, the mode of goodness is prominent in early hours of the morning or the mode of passion is prominent uh, in the afternoon. And similarly, the mode of ignorance is predominant uh, in the evening. So somebody who is doing his transcendental activity in the early hours, the environment is favorable and therefore uh, the spiritual growth is rapid. But somebody who is doing the spiritual activity in the late evening, like chanting or studying, you find that it is so difficult to uh, understand what is being said. I give my own example. Yesterday, I finished my arati at 9 o'clock, arati at 9.30 and went back home. By the time I reached home, it was 10.15, 10.20. And at the time, I was trying to open this verse and see what is to be uh, discussed in today's session. And I was reading, it was only my lips were reading, uh, but nothing was entering into my uh, head. Because it's such a late evening, it, is a, it requires focus, attention, and the freshness of uh, morning, but that was not available. I was trying to use the time, okay, this is the time I have got, now let me go through. So similarly, spiritual activity when it's performed during the daytime or in the early hours is beneficial compared to the other times, especially the chanting. So each yuga, you find that the, the time frame has been created and in, in that the particular mode becomes prominent. And because that particular mode, the characteristics of that mode uh, becomes visible and therefore we find that the persons who have those characteristics, uh, they become strengthened or they become the focus uh, of ruling wealth and so on. Now how do we understand this? If you open uh, the Bhagavatam verse, eight, Point uh, yeah, 12, 
12th canto, 3rd chapter, verse 26. The material modes, goodness, passion, ignorance, whose permutations are observed within a person's mind, are set into motion by the powerful time. The next verse, it says, when the mind, intelligence, and senses are solidly fixed in the mode of goodness, that time should be understood as Satya Yuga. This is text number 27. When the mind, intelligence, and senses are solidly fixed in the mode of goodness, that time should be understood as Satya Yuga, the age of truth. People then take pleasure in knowledge and austerity. And then the next yuga, O most intelligent one, 28, when the conditioned souls are devoted to their duties, but have ulterior motives, some selfish motives, and seek personal prestige, you should understand such a situation to be the age of treta, in which the functions of passion are prominent. And then, in 29, when greed, dissatisfaction, false pride, hypocrisy, and envy become prominent, along with attraction for selfish activities, such a time is the age of dvapara, dominated by the mixed modes of passion and ignorance. And finally, the yuga in which we are now, when there is a predominance of cheating, lying, sloth, sleepiness, violence, depression, lamentation, bewilderment, fear, and poverty, that age is Kali, the age of the mode of ignorance. So in Kali Yuga, people are almost exclusively devoted to gross materialism with hardly any affinity for self-realization. So therefore, people who, who have this predominant character, they are the persons who are in the forefront. Because they're naturally with that mode, and this Yuga favors that, uh, that mode, and therefore they're occupying uh, chairs of uh, power, uh, wealth, and so on. So this is the time frame Krishna has created. That the Satya Yuga has got these characteristics, Treta Yuga has got these characteristics, and then uh, Dwapara has got those characteristics, and then uh, Kali Yuga has once again the cheating, lying, sloth, sleepiness, and so on. And therefore, Prabhupada is quoting this verse, yada yada hi dharmasya, that whenever and wherever there's a decline religious practice, O descendant of Bharata, and a predominant rise of religion, at that time I descend myself. So this is a timetable Krishna has created, and in, according to that timetable, it is not necessary for Krishna to follow the timetable, but because he is the creator of the timetable, he generally tries to follow it. It's like, once I think Prabhupada was asked this question, uh, does that mean that it's, everything is fixed? 
Then Prabhupada looked at his disciple and he said that normally at 12.30 the time I have my massage. This is what I have fixed. Because it's I have fixed, I can change it. It's not necessary that I should have always at 12.30. But since I've created that time frame for myself and therefore I try to uh, have a massage at that time. So similarly, we find that Krishna appears at that particular time uh, when these factors become unfavorable uh, for a living entity to live and therefore he has to eliminate uh, the demonic uh, forces. And as we said earlier, the elimination of demonic forces is not a biasness, but it's also the love of Krishna because he is trying to uh, purify. So we can say that as Prabhu was saying, is the combination of both the partiality and the impartiality, or we can summarize that in terms of the reciprocality. And then we find <coughs> uh, whenever the, in this verse, it says, whenever uh, control of, he appears not, he appears, he is not within the limitation of material time. In this word, the words kalam charantam sujatisha ashrayam indicate that although the Lord acts within time, whether sattva guna, rajyoguna, tamaguna is prominent, one should not think that the Lord is under the control, uh, under the time's control. Time is within his control, for he creates time to act. He creates time to act in a certain way. So this is the framework Krishna has created. And depending on the requirement for that particular person to exhibit that guna, uh, Krishna inspires so that they can perform that activity. For example, uh, in, in text number, Canto 8, text number 7, uh, verse 11, it's the churning of uh, the milk ocean. So there, Prabhupada, there the uh, Sukhdev Goswami saying, Thereafter, Lord Vishnu entered the demons as a quality of passion, the demigods as a quality of goodness, and Vasuki as a quality of ignorance to encourage them and increase their various types of strength and energy. So he, Lord encourages that, uh, their own propensity uh, so that they can participate in that activity. The, in the uh, purport, Srila Prabhupada says that the snake, Vasuki snake, was in so much of pain, uh, it was almost in the verge of dying. So at that time, when Lord inspires the mode of ignorance to increase, then the Vasuki snake, because of the ignorance, uh, the pain is not felt by the uh, snake, and therefore it can participate in that activity. And equally, the demons being in the mode of passion, when that increases, uh, then they participate in churning the ocean. And equally, the uh, devatas, their mode of goodness, when it increases, uh, then they find that they can also participate in the activity.
Thus he creates, act, therefore he creates time to act in a certain way. He is not working under the control of time. The creation of the material world is one of the Lord's pastimes. Everything is fully under his control. Since creation takes place when Rajoguna is prominent, the Lord creates the necessary time to give facilities for Rajoguna. This is the example where we have taken in terms of churning the ocean. Similarly, he also creates the necessary times for maintenance and annihilation. And thus this worth establishes that the Lord is not under the limitations of time. As stated in Brahma Samhita, Ishvara Parama Krishna, Krishna is a supreme controller. He possesses a blissful spiritual body. He is not subordinate to anyone. As the Lord confirms in Bhagavad Gita, Matta Paratram Na Anyat Kinchidasidananjaya. O conqueror of wealth, there is no superior to me. Nothing can be above Krishna. For he is a controller and is the creator of everything. He is the controller and he is the creator of everything. It's not that the, uh, as a controller, as a creator, he is being subjected to by his own uh, creation. Why this exam, uh, that part has been referred? Because in the final uh, paragraph, Prabhupada brings about the Maya, the philosophers say that this material world is mithya, false, and that one should therefore not bother about this mithya creation. So there's one school of thought which says that Brahma Satyam uh, Jagan Mithya, that only Brahma or the spirit is uh, eternal, but the, the world is mithya. But how is it possible? And the Lord is uh, spiritual, Lord is Nitya, He is the causal factor, and that causal fact, from that causal factor, how can something Mitya come? And therefore, Sukadeva Goswami is saying that this is not correct. Here it is said, Satyakrit, whatever is created by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Satyam Param cannot be called Mitya. Whatever Krishna is creating, that we cannot call it as mithya, rather you can call it as uh, temporary. It cannot be called as mithya because cause of the creation is satya. The Lord is satya and what he creates, it can't be mithya because he is satya. It can be temporary, but it cannot be mithya. So how can the, Prabhupada says, how can the effect of the cause be mithya? Because Lord is Sarva Karana Karanam, and if He is the creator of this world, then how can this creation be mithya? So the very word Satyakrit is used to establish that everything created by the Lord is factual. Is factual, it is not false. This creation may be temporary, but it is not false. And therefore, Vishnu Chakravati Thakur quotes um, uh, Madhva quotes uh, Sruti to prove this point. Satyam hi evadam vishvam asrajata. Satyam hi evadam vishvam asrajata. The Lord created the real universe. So the Lord created the real universe. It is not 
myth. It appears to be myth to us or it appears to be illusion so long the spiritual world appears to us as illusion. We are, the more we identify ourselves with the material world, the more we feel the spiritual world is illusion. But the more we feel that the spiritual world is reality, then the more we feel we can observe that this world is temporary. Or this world in that sense can be thought of as uh, mithya. So from wherever, whatever platform we are, if you are required to rise to that platform, fortunately we have come in the lineage of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the way we can transcend this and reach to that platform is by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So on one side we do the chanting of Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and other side we follow certain regulatory principles. By doing these two parts, we progress from whatever platform we are to the highest platform. And so long we are on the material platform, we are affected by the time factor. But once we raise the spiritual platform, the time factor does not impact us. And hence when we participate in all the festivals or all the spiritual activities, the time is not impacting the jiva because whatever time one has spent in those spiritual activities that is credited for the benefit of that jiva for eternity, it is there. Whatever we earn in the material platform, whether it is name, fame, wealth, whatever it may be, all that leaves the person when the person goes to crematorium. But, so therefore that's the impact of time. But when someone is on the spiritual platform, that platform is transcending or beyond the time factor. And hence, whatever credit on a cruise that stays with that person uh, forever. So the Lord is not impacted by the time, so also the pure devotee who is under the shelter of the Lord is not impacted um, by the time. So that the Lord is partial, the Lord is transcendental uh, through the uh, material modes. But however, when the Lord appears to be uh, partial or reciprocal for somebody uh, who takes a step towards him. And for others also, the Lord is uh, showing his mercy uh, because he is trying to purify them. And the Lord is involved in personally in killing somebody. Both the person who gets killed gets benefited and the person who gets the protection also gets benefited. So in that sense, Lord is not partial. Yeah, at this we, any question, any comment? Yeah. 
Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for the nice discourse. A question regarding time and Prakriti. So I just want to understand Maya, whether it's a time, Prakriti or a combination of those, like Maya, Yoga Maya and Mahamaya. So if you can explain and elaborate on that point, that will be helpful. Thank you. Yoga Maya and Mahamaya. Yoga Maya you can say spiritual and Mahamaya is material. And Maya, generally we say that we refer to uh, Mahamaya in this world. And someone, who, when you take the spiritual journey or the spiritual path, you are under the shelter of Yoga Maya. And someone who is on the material platform is under the influence of Mahamaya. Prakriti, what is this verse? Prakriti Kriyamanani Gune karmani sarvashaha ahankara vimodhatma kartaham iti manita. He thinks that he is doing the work, but actually is impelled or is controlled by the material energy. So, you, Lord has got many energies. Of that, uh, we say that Lord has got the spiritual energy, the, the internal energy, the external energy, and the marginal energy. So therefore, the external energy is the uh, material energy and the jiva is the tatastha shakti. So the, the jiva or the spirit soul can be under the influence of the material energy or the spiritual energy. It's so tiny, it can be covered by either of them. Generally, when we are attracted to the glitters of the material world, we are under the influence of Mahamaya. When we are, under, we are attracted to the... Uh, the spiritual activities, then we are under the shelter of Yoga Maya. Right? Yes, Prabhu. So, in the, we know that there's activities in the spiritual world, so that's, there's also a sort of time in the spiritual world, mm -hmm. but it's different from the time here. I'm just trying to understand the difference. Is it to do with the Yoga Maya and Mahamaya as well? In the spiritual world, there is, it is said that it is difficult for us to understand because we do not have the concept of uh, only being in the present. There is no past and future in the spiritual world. Whereas in the material world, you have the past, present and the future. And because of this, you, are, you come under the influence of time. In spiritual world, there is no, uh, because there is no past and the uh, future, it's only you are in the present and you're performing the activities. It's a Nitya Leela. And there is no, you do not come into existence at a particular point of time uh, so that you come under the influence of time, of this uh, negative impact of the time. It happens only when someone comes into existence at a particular point of time. But there you are eternal. Is that the question you are asking? Hi Krishna Prabhu. Thank you for the class. Um, my question was that, can we understand this? Because even in Prabhupada's um, pastimes, like sometimes 
So my understanding from this is that like Krishna will reciprocate depending on where you are and how much you, I guess, how, the desires. Because even like we see from Prabhupada's pastimes, like because to some people he just smiled and to some people he just said good morning, like he didn't even, like he didn't say Hare Krishna or anything. He just said good morning. And of course then we see his disciples where he asked them to make temples all over and you know start the bbt's so it's like can we say that as well like he was reciprocating as per like where they were because like so i did, i lost the last line what actually what's the question then so the question is the question is that like i'm trying to see how we can see this practically here as well and I was thinking, do we also see that like with the spiritual master and disciples where they give instructions based on the, um, how much, where we are at and how much we can do. Um, but it's also said that when they give us instruction, they also give us the mercy to do it. So I was just trying to understand, yeah. Giving instruction by the uh, guru, is it mercy or not? Is that the question? Yeah, and also do they give us instructions also based on where we are, like, you know, how much we, I guess, how much we are surrendered to them. Because this is similar, right, like Krishna reciprocates as per our surrender. Yeah, it is like the Lord gives us uh, a body to uh, a jiva in such a way that the the. The, it, a reformation takes place, the correction takes place. So therefore, um, here is the body and a swabhav, and that swabhav is working within the body, and the person's capability is such that the Lord gives the turbulences in life that the person can tolerate and refine himself. So similarly, the spiritual master also gives instructions in such a way that the, uh, the disciple can progress uh, on the spiritual journey. That is the, uh, and he gives the instructions such, to the extent that the individual is willing to receive. He also looks at the, uh, the capability and the, the psychology of the uh, disciple as well. I'm told that uh, they try to understand the swabhav, the nature of the person and uh, accordingly, as you said, were asking, uh, gives the instruction. I know, I'll give an example. I'll not name the uh, guru and the disciple. The uh, disciple is extremely good in uh, philosophy. So much so, that uh, there are very few devotees who understand the depth of uh, knowledge that particular person has. But his modes are, is a lazy person. Extremely good in knowledge. You ask the person to give a lecture on Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, he'll give for hours together and you will be flabbergasted looking at hearing him. But uh, in his personal life, uh, he's, he's having the difficulty uh, to trying to overcome the modes. So therefore the instruction by Gurudev for that spiritual master to him was 
stop reading Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam, now put into practice. Do the sadhana. Set aside everything. You get up in the morning at 4.30, do your sadhana, go out and then do some activity uh, in the temple. You have had enough of Because this uh, devotee was asking uh, the spiritual master whether I want to read Sandarbhas, I want to do that. He said, you have read enough, now you don't require to read any of that. You better do this activity, sadhana, improve your sadhana. Once you do that, uh, then observing, I'll tell you what to do next. Because that's what is beneficial to uh, that disciple. Rather than encouraging him to read further Sandarbhas and other aspects of Vedic literature, it's good that one should read, but then uh, it's impacting your basic sadhana itself. That was the question? Yes, Prabhu, thank you very much. Okay. Any other question or a comment? Okay. Gandhara Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Thank you.